Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Marley, you host. Welcome to Grand Moff Talk, a delicately <laughs> curated long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic. Brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jake, Hi. Jasmine, hey. Isaac. Hello. Hang on, can we stop right there because I'm going to have to edit something out. <laughs> and what we're talking about today this is if you mind if i interrupt this is completely do you okay. mind if i interrupt oh, go, oh sorry go ahead sorry i don't want to talk about it we're going to talk about what <coughs> <laughs> at a point we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about a really fun thing we got from a user i'm gonna let me just we can edit this out but i'm gonna I'm going to scroll through my phone and find it. It's from user... Uh, Edit it all out. Edit it all out. Zam Kessel Run 42. And it's... Um, what would your... It's what would your favorite Star Wars character buy at Walmart? A hand. <laughs> Who's your character? I don't know. I got quite a few to choose from. <laughs> yeah, who is it? I don't know. Is it Ray? General Drevis? Spoilers for episode nine. It's Ray. That's funny because she is a Skywalker secretly. Oh, sorry. That was my phone. <laughs> sorry. I. Um, so you said a hand that. <laughs> um, Jasmine. That was even. That was bad. That laugh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Hang on, Jasmine. Um, what do you want? To- sorry, that's my phone. <laughs> sorry, hang on. Um, a father. I'd buy a father. Oh. That's that's funny. You'd buy a father. <laughs> what would they? But who's your? <laughs> but what would? But who's your character? You know, I've got a few to choose from. Sorry, this is my phone. I'm gonna try to <laughs> self. She'd buy herself a new father. I'm going to try to figure this out. So this week we're talking about the state of Star Wars. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. Wait, we didn't get Isaac's. Hang on, Isaac. What's your favorite? What would you care? And I I also didn't say what I was. Okay. What was your favorite character by Star Wars? What would your favorite character buy at Star Wars? What would your favorite Walmart buy at Star Wars? He would... He, this is so he, would, he would he would get he would buy an air conditioner for his house on Tatooine. Oh! <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed this blooper section. I didn't say no, it's gonna be I didn't say what mine was gonna be. Please leave that top of it in the episode. So anyway, yep. welcome to our normal, totally normal Star Wars episode podcast. Hmm? Good. Good intro. Thank you. That was the this totally is, normal Star Wars show, except for these weirdos. This is helping. You know what? We're all a little weird, though. <laughs> weirdos. Make Star Wars weird again. Is weirdo short for weird those? I think the first person that ever said it said, weird those. And someone's like, weirdos? Weird like, words. That's a word. And weird there's two words, people, those. Miriam and Webster. So today, we are talking about the state of Disney Star Wars, oh, I guess. We did this once. Horrible editing rating from Roko Depot. We are I'm the best. You edit this one. No, you're not. I'll edit it. I refuse. So we have before talked about 
the state of Star Wars. Was that a pre-Jasmine episode? It was, and it was long before um, episode Last eight Jedi. even came out. I mean, yeah. it was it was like right after Rogue One came out. Yeah. yeah. So pre-Jasmine almost doesn't count. Pre-Jasmine almost doesn't count. That's almost count. like Legends, right, guys? <laughs> okay. And we're all a little <laughs> weird sometimes. So we're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> In the state of Star Wars. Right. Ohio. As owned by Disney. Star Wars is notoriously shaped like Ohio. <laughs> yeah, when you really think about it. <laughs> when you really think about it. This episode sucks. Disagree. It was okay. good so far. Fun fact, the state of Star Wars originally aired on August 20th, 2017. Oh, perfect. Well, this will air probably around the same time. That was like right before me then. Hot dog. You were like September? Yeah. When did you come in? The, like September? Shadows of the Empire episode? Yeah. September. That was September 9th. <laughs> yep. This Never is forget. basically Shadows of the Empire part two so far. Basically. Yeah. Basically? Who's that? <laughs> Christopher's brother. Yep. <laughs> I hate basic people that tell me about how it should have ended on YouTube. So we're talking about Star Wars and the state of Star Wars since Disney. Ohio. You no, know, I, I don't want to host anymore. Who wants to host? I'm play, I'm, someone else who wants to take the hosting flag. Oh, Isaac, please. So take. Isaac, Disney please. Disney owns host. Star Wars, and one year ago we talked about the state of Star Wars as it relates to being Ohio. by Disney. Star Wars, Ohio population us. feels like a year ago that I said Ohio as a joke. <laughs> That's how long this episode has been. Let's do what we usually do when we're trying to shake the dew off the daisy and do general <laughs> grievous thoughts on the state of Disney Star Wars. Ah, yes. We've been waiting for you. Really? Yes. Time to activate General Kenobi. I don't think so. You will be sorry. Possibly. General Drevis. Let's start with the uh, the counterclockwise to my left. Riley, what's what do you think about the state of Star Wars in Disney. I think it's really good, and I just want them to go like fully embrace the uh, antagonist. Mickey Mouse is fully embrace Mickey Mouse. I want them. I want them to fully embrace antagonizing the the men who uh, hate Ray and hate the Last Jedi and want to bring Legends back. I want them to keep on that on that path of antagonizing those people until they go away. I like Star Wars. I think it's doing well. Solo didn't make very much money. Fiery right off the bat. Yeah. And also just a fact. Just a fact. Yeah. Jasmine spit facts. I Hot mean, facts. can any of us say anything really different? Because I feel like Star Wars is great right now. Like everything except the maybe the video game side of yes. it. Yes. Everything we'll else is great mm-hmm. right now. Maybe I would say I would like the books to be a little bit more like, I don't know. Diverse. I don't know. I haven't really found a new canon book that I really love. I haven't gotten into Aftermath yet, and y'all have been saying Aftermath is great. Certain point of view? It's almost Certain like... Certain point of view was good, You but go like to a library, and you snap your fingers, and the librarian snaps along with you. Yeah, and that's... And she's like, oh, yeah, Chuck Wendig. And there yeah. you go. Yeah. That's what Aftermath so like, is you know, like. Yeah, Aftermath Certain Chuck point Wendig. of view is, is good in peanut butter, but it's not, like, a new story. It's, like, in current... Within current stories, and I want, like, completely new aftermath side is it's, stories i guess i see what you're saying their books are filling know. stuff in right now not doing anything exactly new. and i i'm i'm just waiting for the like after episode like in between episode seven and eight eight and nine stuff so after you still nine want it to stuff. fill in the gaps but just different gaps yeah 
<laughs> okay, fair. The gap between seven and eight, by the way, is about forty minutes. So true. That's true. But so, think of the story mind, that could take I'm place in there. Wrong. Good forty minutes. Jake, I've listened to forty minute yeah. audiobooks before. Jake, I think it's pretty good. I mean, Talk say about hours. your thigh gap, Jake. <laughs> What's your thigh gap like? Let's talk about my thigh gaps. Well, it's, there's not as wide a gap as I would hope, quite frankly. <laughs> Gained some weight recently. I'm losing my thigh gaps, honestly. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to Mine's say. Mine's like gone. There's just one big thigh, basically. Yeah. Took yeah. you 30 years. Thigh fighters. I did. It's happening. How now. about a weight loss program called Thigh Fighters? <laughs> I buy that at Walmart. So, <laughs> what I've been... <laughs> Sorry, that was my phone. Was Isaac's laughter. Um, that would be a good ringtone. My, you would want to answer it as soon as possible. That's for sure. I feel that uh, I feel the same way as Riley. Yeah. Uh, particularly, particularly in terms of um, trying to go after the right people and making bad guys out of the actual bad guys. Uh, here's a question I have, and we can talk about it, but. I guess we didn't get into it on our Clone Wars bonus sode, which is either come out or will come out a year from now. We talked about, we were excited for that show to come back, but that was something that Disney Star Wars haters really were clinging on to as something like, we're stuck with all this crap, but meanwhile they canceled Clone Wars. Why can't we get Clone Wars back? And then this like, big hashtag Clone Wars saved as if, you know, some wonderful, virtuous, noble thing was done when it's just a cartoon came back. And it kind of, I fear that the Clone Wars coming back is in a minor, off-talking way, uh, validating those kinds of people somewhat. Especially, here, here, because here's what I think could be perceived, is... Not by people who are thinking clearly with yeah. their full brains, but crazy people like Jasmine's dad who think I talk too much. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, like, Solo didn't make a lot of money. All of a sudden, Clone Wars is back. Now, obviously, Clone Wars had to be renewed so right, long ago. It's an animated shows so take long. years yeah, and yeah. years. Exactly. So that was, pro- honestly, it was probably restored season two of Rebels era at least because of how good that trailer looked they're really far along so but i feel like that's the perception and and in a weird way that might be just fueling the fire so i'm with you i I hope that we continue to move star wars forward in a progressive way and not validate the people who are out there you know forcing people to get off of twitter and starting hate campaigns and I, i worry that disney might be caving into that a little bit but like you said, if they had to have started Clone Wars so long ago, yeah. it's just an unfortunate series of events. <laughs> Someone should write a book about that. I know, they really should. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that everyone, well not everyone, all the fanboys are raging now about Star Wars now when they loved it three years ago and now they just hate it, but... You know, the one they, thing they love is coming back. Don't so. you feel like... They when just rage about everything. The machines, especially. Especially the machines. But, no. like, now, the, my Twitter my Twitter feed the, for the last... that joke. Get off Twitter, guys. You gotta do. My Twitter feed Get for the last Twitter. week has all been about She-Ra. What? What the is new that? She-Ra cartoon. Oh, yeah, she's that from, cartoon. She's from He-Man, the cartoon in the 80s that yeah. no one cares about. But... 
but everyone's upset because the new She-Ra doesn't look feminine enough. Everyone, I mean, what? like these same guys, quote unquote, quote unquote, everyone. Wait, these... guys are saying this? No, quote unquote. Yes. Feminine. They don't have a right to say that. Well, they're saying it. Tell what? them. Tell that you should get on Twitter and tell them that. Yeah, they just want to complain about everything, and it's just Star Wars is a big enough thing, and they want to complain about it. So right now, I like Star Wars. Isaac, thanks for asking. <laughs> and I'm not I... hosting. I truly have no real complaints, but there's still always, I think I said it a year ago, there's still just some uneasiness, I think just based on the fact that at least the Star Wars I grew up with, and that's only really like the DVDs and the movies, because Star the internet wasn't much of a thing back when Lucasfilm was like making their prequels and stuff. I don't know, I just felt like there was more access back in the day, or it was a, it was a much looser ship, but I mean, these days, that's not. you're never going to get that again. You're never going to get Disney just kind of bring you behind the curtain. You're never going to have... Like Ben Burt showing you how he made the sounds and George Lucas showing you how he made the movies and the costume department and the Foley department and all this stuff. I mean, we're going to get bits and pieces, but it's still always going to be very controlled and it's just going to be different. But the content is still good. And I guess that's what ultimately matters. But I don't know. Hashtag content. Well, there you go. But I hashtag content with it just the only the only thing, the only negative is when like growing up i felt like the whole behind the scenes how the sausage was made was it was part of star wars how for the me like was made what how the saga sausage is that what i said no you said no, how the sausage he was, was made. trying to make a joke i was trying to make about a joke about the saga it's up to debate as to whether oh, or not he succeeded like yeah, i the, did not succeed how the sarcophagus was opened oh <laughs> with the blood drink Yep. You in the sarcophagus. You should get on Twitter more, Jasmine. You get our references. I don't wanna. <laughs> but yeah, I just I the whole behind the scenes scene was part of the Star Wars experience for me, and now it's definitely more measured. Like it, the director in the Jedi was a step in the right direction, but I think not every director is Ryan Johnson. Directorson sounds like sounds like Solo's gonna have at least a lot of deleted scenes and bonus features. Yeah. There's but there's not gonna be anything about. Lord Miller. Oh God! There will be, be weird. a passing mention of not Ron Hart, Ron Harward, as I like to call him, Ron Harper. Saying, of the Ron Chicago Harper. You know, there was a passing of the there was a rat passing of the torch, and uh, there was the there was a rat there was a rassing of the porch. <laughs> there was a rassing of the porch, and I don't know what that means, no. but I think they might pass in passing mention the fact that you know there was a previous director associated with the project but then here's me you know the, so, the solo visual guide literally there's you know like the visual guides have a couple pages of behind the scenes at the very end there's literally a paragraph about how it started out with lord miller and then they handed it over to ron it was like literally like a sentence like that within one sentence it mentioned the transition from lord miller to ron howard so you're spot on with that i i feel um the same way that you do, Isaac, because I'm so intrigued by the behind-the-scenes working of films, and I wonder what the negative would be of releasing a really comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things, uh, like behind-the-scenes stuff for The Force Awakens and Rogue One. Like, it would show why not? weakness. I, but see, I don't think it would. No, but they think it would. They think it would, but... For like Rogue One, for example, that's one that actually the, you know, Disney sucks people seem to really like. Who can't, like, tell us what the original version was like and, like, walk us through that. I just, Disney doesn't have to be the ones to tell that story, but Keep why Rinsler can't J.W. Rinsler yeah. be the person to tell that story? Like, why not let somebody else tell that story? I think having every, like, you still have Kathleen Kennedy there, but... 
everyone working on these movies is like you got a new batch working on every movie and i think before like my grandma's george lucas batch. used to be the kathleen kennedy and the ryan johnson and now it's you do have the kathleen kennedy but a completely whole new set of characters and everyone does i guess kind of has a different personality as far as how much access they want to give what their creative process is like because all the old movies had one guy who was calling all the shots and so that was george lucas's personality he didn't care who's calling all knew. the shots Colin Coward's brother. Yeah, okay, I thought so. <laughs> so, but yeah, like you had one guy behind everything. I think when you bring in a new crop every single time, it kind of makes it difficult to have the same access every time. Because I don't know if like Brian Johnson, J.J. Abrams, Lord Miller, Ron Howard all want to give the same level of access or care that much about behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of weird that like they keep stamping out the fires of like because notoriously Rinsler was going to write a behind the scenes book like he did with all the other ones about The Force Awakens and then that was like shut down so why not just let you don't have to say hey Disney sponsored this book just like let somebody else tell that story what, what? do you guys think <laughs> not any of the things I'm saying what? I was thinking about Shadows of the Empire our, our episode merchandise no Merchandise. Mm-hmm. Well, someone... I would totally be into more stuff, behind the scenes stuff. Someone, someone recently told me. Ooh, was it your dad? I'm not gonna name names. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> that they think all the new Star Wars was just made for Disney to make money off toys. That's literally what, what in, Star Wars. Is what an insidious proposition. What Star Wars has always been, and it he takes the me deal with- off. So much. George Lucas, out of the kindness of his heart, made toys for free. He never made a dime off of them. <laughs> he definitely exactly. didn't make a deal with Kenner before the movie came no, out. No, no, no. He gave them away for free to poor the children. And he definitely did not fund the prequels with Hasbro's money. George Lucas was poor as dirt. He never made a dime off of those movies. It was out of it was basically for charity that he made basically. Star Wars. Yeah. Anyone who tries to make money by doing a creative thing that they've worked hard at yeah, is yeah, yeah. yeah, bad. And by the way, Subscribe to our Patreon, which doesn't exist, <laughs> but... <laughs> no, but that's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Of course, Disney, w- there's a couple points here. One, yes, Disney bought really Star Wars. This, Disney bought Star Wars so that they could make money. Two, literally everybody on Earth does that. Yeah. That's it. But it's bad when I have a weird feeling that I don't like something. Yeah, then it's bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I could monetize Grand Moff Talking right now, be guaranteed $4 billion, I would not care about the product. I would only care about I would about sell this podcast in a second. I would just t- be tweeting all kinds of products all the time. If someone told me I'll give you $10. Dollars. $10 to never podcast again. <laughs> But have to at least consider it. Listeners, it's that easy. If you really hate this. Here's the thing. Our balls are in your court. Legitimately very... (laughs) Legitimately difficult to give us money. Like, if you wanted to give us money, we have no channel for you to do that. There's no way to do it. I mean... How much money would it take for us to seriously stop doing this podcast? Like, For people to pay us to stop doing it? If I could make the money back that I've spent... Yeah, I, I would. I would quit. I spent like a hundred bucks on that website that just went down the toilet. I, I so I guess a hundred bucks. I stopped. Like doing I spent it. a bunch on SoundCloud. Yeah, so it's just like I'm done. Yeah. If some rich benefactor came in with four thousand dollars, placed in the middle of the table, and said, "You guys never podcast again." Fine. Sounds good. Totally yeah, fine. A thousand bucks are we out? I think I'd do it. I could pay off one credit card and guys, feel pretty good about myself. Guys, where's your integrity? Don't you do this only for fun? Why, why don't are you we, ever do it for listeners? Why are we doing this? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Guys, 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 can we pause the podcast? Is for a this second? the end? Can we pause the podcast for a second? Yes. Why are we doing this? 
Do you guys love? Let's go around the table. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Isaac. What? Do you love podcast? I try to think of when Force Awakens come out. I. This is just what I do. Jake. It's just like, do I love going to the bathroom? Shut up for a second. Jake, just what you do. Jake, stop, Jake, stop, Jake. Stop. Do you love podcast? No. Jasmine, do you love podcast? Um. Is I is like is like podcast? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> is money podcasts? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd probably quit tomorrow. I do a lot of editing. Why you wait? Why you wait for it? Anyway, yeah, the the idea that Disney is only in it for the money is absolutely true, and who cares? I'm only in this for the money. Disappointed every Here's day. Here's the difference. Here's what I like. Yep. Disney bought Star Wars because they're only in it for the money. Yeah. But they hired Ryan Johnson, who is not only in it for the money. Like they hire creative. That guy people. hates money. They well, no, it's not that he's not trying to make money with his movie, but People like Ryan Johnson don't accept a second trilogy, or people like Dave Filoni don't keep doing this because it's easy. Like, yeah, like, I, I don't know about that with Dave Filoni. <laughs> you think Dave Filoni's only doing Star Wars? He's like only making. Oh, I think Rebels he loves Star Wars. Yeah, no, I, I'm saying the people who are creatively in charge at yeah. Disney really do care about what they're doing and are making the best version of what they can. Yeah. And it doesn't always work for everybody, and there are le- legitimate reasons, maybe, that someone doesn't like The Last Jedi, but you can't say that it was a cash grab on Ryan Johnson's part. The Last Jedi, a complete cinematic failure. Yeah, Here's sure the thing. A, a cash grab that's designed to just make money is, frankly, five. something like Transformers 5. Or if you want to like compare Star Wars to Marvel, maybe something like... Ant-Man. Now, there's an example of a studio who had the rights to a character, so they had to make a movie in order to retain the rights. They had an interesting director, Edgar Wright, who was going to do something really, really interesting with it. And it was a little too interesting for them. And they said, no, we wanted to hire Peyton Reed, who directs safe movies that nobody cares about. (laughs) And Have you all seen... Ant-Man and the Wasp yet? I actually have not. No, I, I, I've heard it's great. You guys so I, need to go see I it. I feel bad for dissing it, yeah. but because I've loved every Marvel movie, so I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, that's a movie that was made uh, specifically to be safe. The original director had a vision that the studio was worried about being too different. Yeah. Fired that guy, made a safe movie. Ryan Johnson is the exact opposite. That's a guy who they specifically wanted somebody who would make a bold choice. So for people that are like, Disney's ruining Star Wars, it's like, nah. They're they, trying interesting things. Yeah. I think the only Star Wars thing since the sale of Star Wars to Lucasfilm, or of Lucasfilm to Disney, has been arguably The Force Awakens. That was the thing that was the closest to being like... The conco- result of yeah, that. Yeah, concocted in a lab to yeah. appeal to the broadest mm-hmm. audience. And it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really good. I was and gonna- no one complains about it anymore. Now all those people are saying they loved the the Force Awakens, and it's just the Last Jedi that I had loved them. I had high ups for the Last Jedi. And when Nine comes out, they'll all love the Last Jedi. And at least Jedi. Ryan Johnson did this. Yeah, and and Nine is going to be the one that they all hate now. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something that say I, it. I, I've been thinking. You know what? I'm sorry. I won't preamble that anymore. I'll just say it. Say it. Here's what I'm going to say. Only one person gets to actually make their Star Wars vision a reality like when it comes to a movie everybody is trying to like crowdsource a Star Wars movie and be like the fans wanted this well 
I'm sorry to the hear that you're get to make that you, <laughs> Mister Person on Reddit.com, didn't get to make the movie. A different person who probably also has an account on Reddit.com got to make the movie, and that was their vision. So yeah. it's like at the end of the day, only one person gets to have that vision. So and, and it's, it's not you. And it's Paul Bettany. And it's Paul Bettany. He directed The Force Awakens. No, he gets to have the vision. <laughs> Dang it! That was a really good joke. Thank you. How about video games lately, guys? It's been a year, video and I feel games. like nothing's changed. There's nothing to talk about because there's no games. Yeah. Exactly. How so, disturbing. To me, Kreia is the oh like the most. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Video Nerd. games. Star Wars there's video games suck. And I'm mad. We yeah. haven't talked about Amy. Is it? Someone look it up. Is it Henning or Hennig? Hennig. Hennig. Amy Hennig. It's pronounced Schumer. We know. <laughs> She left the only bright spot on the Star future Star Wars game list. Um, if there's a bright spot in this galaxy. It was Amy Hennig, and she's gone. Yeah. Snuffed Refer- out. References. References. Um, so she was. she's the, the mind, the writer behind the Uncharted series, mm. and she was probably making Star Wars Uncharted. We don't know much about the game. There's like one brief... Uh, like video, like five second video that was at E3 a couple years ago, and that's all we knew about this game except you know her pedigree and her type of game, and which is making story driven games with really strong characters, single player story driven games. Yeah, yeah. And it was probably going to be a fun Star Wars adventure, and now who knows what it's going to be because EA is is more interested in quote-unquote live live services which is the type of game that keeps people coming back aka microtransactions loot boxes online multiplayer things like that is what they're interested in because once you sell an uncharted game unless there's like dlc that's it you sold the game and nothing else you can't ever get any money from that again and that's not what these big publishers are wanting anymore they want uh they want something that they can keep making money from games as a service yes uh, I feel like they would have learned their lesson from Battlefront 2 because that has just been the absolute worst it, debacle yeah, ever. But, but people are still playing it. Not barely. Not, not many They're people. They're holding on, but barely. Yeah. And so it's uh, that. Yeah, who plays Battlefront 2? I still, I still follow the subreddit. It is a very small amount of people that like mod the game themselves and make yeah. it prettier than the developers and add things in that developers hadn't gotten to yet. Oh boy. And the game's not even a year old. It's, it's crazy, a shame. Man. It's honestly. it's a real shame that we've gotten four movies since Disney bought Lucasfilm. And we've gotten two one and a half video games. one and a half games. Yeah, Between the two first, games we have one game. Yeah. yeah. And and like three or four mobile games. And that's that's all we've gotten. From a franchise that, for a while there, had four or five games coming out a year. I'm curious to... Was it really that many a year? Oh, yeah. Like, there, I, was, there was a lot. I was, from, from prequel era on... I was curious to look at like what was the uh, release date gap between Star Wars games like leading up through Force Awakens 2, and it seems like at least every year there were Star Wars games coming it, out. It kind of dropped There might have been a gap yeah. in that... In that generational gap between PS2 and PS3 when like with the Force, Force Unleashed, Unleashed stuff yeah. was that was delayed there was a gap yeah. but other than that then again I mean that generate like PS2 Xbox generation was easier to develop for but 
you know, whatever. They were yeah. running those all those games in the same engine. Yeah. But they never got a chance to do that with Force Awakens. I'm sorry, Force Unleashed. Boy, I, I mean, get those two confused a lot. To o- switched over to EA, it just got so so much less. I feel like like uh, there's the questionable quality Star Wars video games like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Like that almost seems to run parallel to like some of like the maybe action movies or superhero movies of that time where they were kind of hit and miss. But like once Marvel like came around, people kind of learned like this is how you make a good superhero movie. I mean, kind of the, the, the formula's out there to make a good product. And I think it has to be kind of the same way for video games where even if you put out a formulaic product, I think the the book has kind of been written on how you make at least a, a game that people are going to come to and something that isn't like super glitchy or unplayable. You can you can make a formulaic playable Star Wars game with like a, a racing skin or an adventure skin or something that's going to make it at least palatable enough to... Th- you think that, but the first person shooter makes the most money. Yeah. So that's what EA is going to make, even though it's the worst game ever. It does seem crazy to me that, like, you've got a studio that... I mean, th- doesn't EA have racing games in their wheelhouse? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they have? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Let's just assume... Do they, they, they probably have... I don't know if they Is have the need, need for speed. They, yeah. they did have EA. Or, yeah, I mean, EA did have that, I, yeah. Who knows? What, there's so many racing titles out there. What, what's confusing to me... I, I guess the issue with EA is that, first of all, they got Frostbite. Engine that's their internal that's all they want to use. house yeah. engine, which which sucks. But why aren't they just taking something like whatever their latest racing game is, taking that engine and laying on some Star Wars skins and like even a lazy because Star Wars racing game? I would be into at this point because they think we're not in the era of people wanting that anymore. When those games were coming out, prequels were coming out, and everyone was hype about pod racing and all that stuff. They don't think anybody wants that anymore. It's well, you had done. like Super Bombad Racing, which was yeah. just like not pod racing; it was just like a yeah, dumb it was just a little goofy, game. like a Mario Kart, Star yeah. Wars Mario Kart. People would love that crap. Yeah, I, I think something On the that Switch yeah. people yeah. now would love that, but like people when it first came out were like, "Yeah, it's just a little mm. side game." Still, I, I, I think because you were getting five games in a exactly, year. yeah. Like what I was trying to think of is like take anything. <laughs> Nintendo consistently makes like Kirby games and Yoshi games, which don't sell nearly as much as like their big franchises but they have figured out they don't take a lot of money to make and there's an audience for them so they're always going to make a lot of money even if they're not that great of a seller on not that great of a system like Wii U or something so why can't Star Wars don't put your trillion dollar budget into some kind of little Star Wars spin-off game you know make a Make a new pod racing game, which people have nostalgia for and would absolutely eat up. If Star Wars Racer HD came out, people would be pouring out money I mean, that's money a great for idea, and I don't know why they're not doing it. I would buy it tomorrow. It work for EA. I'm mad that it's not coming out tomorrow. Go even simpler and figure out a way to put, like, a Stormtrooper head on, like, Rocket League cars. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, just, like, some sort of, like, arena Space game. Ball. If Star Wars partnered with Fortnite, let me tell you, they make a trillion My dollars in God. a My God, Fortnite on yeah. Switch, like, the day it came out, sold two million copies. That company has too much money. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It came out. You can't sell copies of Fortnite. I mean, on da- downloads. Downloads. Like, yeah. Two million downloads. They the started first in the mail. 
people, take out the envelope and put it in the Two million people sent money to there that developer. They put it in the envelope and sent it in the mail. No, they, but it, it, it was two million downloads like the first day. Yeah, Microtransactions, like, two million dollars, yeah. Give, give a developer like that like some Mar- Star Wars skins. Marvel even partnered with Fortnite. So I don't know, like... I'm not saying Fortnite's the best end-all game of all time, but like no. Star Wars should be doing something more like that. You should have incorporating. You should have things. Darth Vader in Fortnite and not just Thanos. Yeah, why not? Like yeah. they've done it with Soul Calibur games and, uh, and games like that. Yeah, hey, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Zeke's still here, guys. Exclusive. Zeke hey, special guest Zeke. They, <laughs> hey, Zeke plays video games. We'll get his take at some point. Give some like special fighters to. I was kind of surprised. There was a lot of rumors. That like uh, Kylo Ren was going to be in Smash, like the new Smash game, no. like that they were going to partner with Nintendo on some like exclusive character. Why not do that? Like people would eat that crap Man, I re- up. I remember, like I'd never heard of Soul Calibur ever, and Until then I Link. saw Star Killer in it. I was like, Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I See, the same thing with me. <laughs> so Link was in Soul Calibur, and I was like, I gotta play this yeah. game now. So I mean, put a. Star Wars character in a fighting game, in a raising game. I almost want to go around the table and get everyone's like million dollar like one idea to fix Star Wars oh gaming. Gosh. Fix Star Wars gaming. Put me on the spot. Oh, it's easy to fix Star Wars gaming. Make How? a game. Make Don't... a game. <laughs> Do something. Make one take, game. Take the exclusive license away from EA. Oh, no, yeah. no one publisher should have the exclusive license unless they bring back Lucas Arts. Absolutely. Here's the thing: if you're going to if they have an in-house developer, sure, fine, give them the rights. But yeah, if you're not going to do that, EA is yeah. obviously let, not doing. Parcel what it out it like you do, do with filmmakers. Let, let Ubisoft make a Star Wars game. Let Bethesda make a Star Wars like, game. EA, Bethesda's EA making EA a game called Starfield. Money. What if it was called Star Wars? <laughs> wow. Star Fox. How about Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, let Nintendo make a Star Starcraft. Wars game. How about yeah. Star Wars? Exactly. I, you know. Like, I just don't um, understand because EA, your million dollar idea, first of all, that's the same thing. EA, no, that's my million dollar idea. That's mine idea. too. It's oh. fine. <laughs> I think Zeke has a million dollar idea. EA, I think EA lost <laughs> money. Hold on. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it because EA is continually losing money on their console games. Sure, they make money on Galaxy of Heroes, which is a ton of money that they shouldn't make in the first place. But like. <laughs> I just don't understand how they are not doing anything about this. They this should be an easy right, thing so to you do. Can talk now. Just real quick, my million dollar uh, Star Wars video game idea. How, how good would a Nintendo made game based on like the Phoenix Squadron be? Yeah, you could swap the characters. Oh, you man. could, I mean, the adventures you could go on with them. Well, either during the show or post show. Was even. it was it Wii U that had? Um, what was that game where you would Infinity. put the Infinity and you could oh, play yeah. as Star Wars characters in that? Oh, mm-hmm. Disney Infinity. Like the sandbox? Disney Infinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. sandbox game. Mm-hmm. So like something like that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you, could, you could do something like that again. Yeah. Which they shut that like, down. Because it can be something like Skylanders the old, and all that kind the of old stuff. like SpongeBob SquarePants games where you could kind of tag in and out characters. It wouldn't have to be like a crazy in-depth expensive game. I'd buy a But if you did it with Phoenix point. Squadron, it would be so much fun to yeah. you know swap between Zeb and Chopper and mm-hmm. you know each character have the unique rup, abilities rup, 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 rup. in the game. Yeah. With all of the freaking money that HD remakes make and how easy it is to do, yeah. allow. Get the Rogue Squadron games, make an Ugh. HD collection, put yes. it on Switch, and make five billion dollars. Yes. Now I, would, I my math is sound on that. I'm sure of it. I would I would rebuy 
Rogue Squad. You kidding game. me? Like all so, like I mean, three or four of those so games. Good. The yeah. Jedi Knight Academy games had the best lightsaber combat ever. Jedi yes. Outcast so much fun so to good. play. I want to play Jedi. HD Outcast. remake. Just it, do it. Do it. Do it to all the games up. and profit. Yeah, I you're mean, welcome, EA. Uh, to me, that's your first step towards a million dollar idea. Repackage those games in HD, polish them up. I mean, controls are same... bad in a lot of a lot of those games, but you can fix. But you that know stuff. what? The Outcast, the Jedi like, Outcast no, games, those, those hold up work. really good. Yeah, like they play well, and yeah. they still look pretty good. If you do like uh, up the resolution, yeah, fix the textures and things like that. You're, Jedi you've Outcast got, you've got really something good. like that. That game looks good. The effects are still impressive. Mm-hmm. So. That's step one to Bring me. Bring back Kyle Katarn. I don't know why they stopped making the single player games in the first place. That because they, they don't think they make enough. Do money. you know why? It's the same perception as to why they don't make two D animated films. Is because there's a perception that kids don't want that. They want three D. Where really yeah. they want good cartoons. Yeah. And the two D cartoons you put out in the early two thousands sucked, and that's why nobody saw no them. Not because they weren't three yeah. D. But let me get my million, get dollar, your million idea. dollar idea. Out. Ubisoft, let them. I don't like Ubisoft. I don't yeah. like, and I don't like Assassin's Creed. I can let rage about Ubisoft. Those right guys now. poop out twelve Assassin's Creed games a year. Yeah. Let them use that engine that they make seven games with. Make a stealthy, combat-oriented bounty hunter open world game. game, open world game. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Like they know how to make an artistically styled world that's big and expansive with a lot mm-hmm. of NPCs and like really swift action. Will Just put a Star Wars skin on it. New like Jedi Fallen Order game. Do you think will take any of those I have, elements? I have I zero know. faith in that game. I just we don't know anything about yeah. it. And it, the guy's interview at E3 was really awkward. Yes. I'm so tired. <laughs> Not that E3 interviews are uh, usually they're never, they're always, dynamic yeah, they're and fun. At this point, I just it's feel like Bethesda. they... always oh, kills it. They know how to be people. They feel like they need to they do. just like give us something every year, but then it never actually happens. Yeah. They've and got the Square Enix strategy. Yeah, it's ticking me off We, we got so trailers much. for like Ragtag or whatever. At the same time, we got trailers for Battlefront, the first Battlefront. Like we were getting information for all these games at the same time. There was and a, all we've seen is Battlefront. There's Battlefront two. A funny meme that I saw, and, and a funny thing to do is relay memes that you've seen. I love because they hold up memes. when you describe them. Yeah, it's can I has cheeseburger? Funny. <laughs> <laughs> one one thing that I I saw it was after this year's E three. It was like 2016 E three for for Sony. We got a new Spider-Man game, Last of Us 2, and Death Stranding. 2017, E3, Spider-Man, <laughs> Last of Us 2, Death Stranding. 2018, Spider-Man, Last yep. of Us 2, Death Stranding. It's the same three games I've been hyping for Announce nine years now. Announce the game the year it's going to come out. I will be so That's much people trash Fallout 4 happier. was, and it worked so well. And people yep. trash Nintendo for this, too. They trash Nintendo and Bethesda for not announcing... Tell us you're working on the new Skyrim game, or, of or the course, new. Of, of course, course, they're, they're working, working on. Yeah. Yeah. they're working on Elder Scrolls all the time. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. they're going to announce a game when it's close to being done. And right. like Nintendo is always like, we're going to focus on the games that are coming out this year. And people are like, boo! But then you get mad at Sony for announcing Especially something that's going to come like out in ten years. Games, you almost seem to forget that they're working on them. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, oh hey, the game's out. What was that game called again? I don't know. I got to do more research. That happened with me with Horizon. Oh yeah. I remember yeah. seeing the first little inch, like first gameplay of it, like. Oh, this looks so cool. I wonder when it's going to come out. And they're like, you know, TBH. What did it? No. TBD. <laughs> to be honored. To be honest. <laughs> TBD. To be honest. Yeah. 
And we got 2018 like, to be honest. Well, I'm gonna have to wait five years for this game to come out, and then I forgot about it until it was released, and I'm like, oh, oh that this game. is that game that, that game. I thought was super cool, awesome. Yeah. They, what, whatever you think of their games, which I happen to love most of them, Bethesda, I think, really does yeah. this well. And if mm-hmm. it was gonna go to a big publisher, I would give it to Bethesda, because like I remember with, it was just so exciting, even though I wasn't thrilled for the game. I was so excited just like watching E3, uh, must have been 2016 E3, I don't know. Whenever it was, they announced Fallout 4. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, Here, here's the game, here's Fallout 4, uh, and by the way, it comes out in like six months. Yeah. And that was like the yeah. first we'd ever seen of Fallout 4, and it's coming out like in six that. months. And I'm like, that is the way to do it, because you don't need, for a franchise- as big as Fallout mm-hmm. or The Elder Scrolls, you don't need a five-year lead time to get people excited for this game. Yeah. And what those have in common with Star Wars is you don't need a five-year lead you time. You mentioned Star Wars and people go insane. You don't need to get. Yeah. You don't need a bunch of press to get someone excited for a new single-player Star Wars. Solo. Game. They notoriously didn't start advertising it for a couple months beforehand. <laughs> Gangbusters. I'm talking about games. Oh, different bud. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you. If they came out tomorrow and said we have this single player Star Wars game coming out in six months, it would sell really well. If they just pay attention, and I, I know that big companies do, they pay attention to online chatter and, yeah. and those kind of demographics and things. And there is so much hatred for EA and so much hatred for the lack of single player yeah. content that they it's have to they got know into bed with them right away that there is money to be made. I mean, I understand that. Just if you can convince five million people to buy Battlefront and subscribe to your whatever, you're gonna make, you know, twenty million dollars off of that. But at this point, I think Disney could make so much money endorsing that guy who's remaking Kotor right now. Oh my god! If yeah. they just threw money at him and said, "Hey, we approve of this," people would like go I'm nuts. I'm always curious about that because there's always like the thing of. If a company endorses a fan project, does it encourage people to start making things so that they'll get hired? But also, who cares if people make cool stuff in the hopes to get hired? Like, if people are going to make a cool thing, great. Yeah. that yeah. sounds cool. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about business. <sighs> I don't either. I don't know about business. None of us have as much money as EA. Yeah. I do. Do you? <laughs> no. You should make a game. <laughs> I should. You should. EA was our website. I, I called you EA on accident. <laughs> Isaac, what's your million dollar Star Wars idea? I just think that I don't know. I just Nintendo seems to have such like a like way about them in terms of like building up equity with their fan base by releasing one product that will endure. Like Mario Odyssey and is going to it, it's a game you release at launch. And people are still gonna have fond memories of it five years down the road. Yeah. And like Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, like you have one like bedrock title that you you stand for behind. each console. Yeah, know. and I don't. And and people like people will keep coming back because a product is is good, and there's like kind of earnestness and like a lack of cynicism behind the production of it, and. I think I don't know why that you wouldn't just like kind of give that care and attention to a Star Wars game that like here's the game and play it and people are gonna still remember it like years from now and like that's happened. I don't know. I think what my ultimate take is is to make a good game because like yeah. you think of a game like Knights of the Old Republic 
that is still talked about years later. Yeah. And even you, the bad games are still talked about, which a lot of them are, yeah. shows like the love that this franchise has. Like even The Force Unleashed 2, which was a bad game, people still like so like at least it's a game. Pe- yeah, at least it's a game and like people still like wanted a third one. Yeah, do you, do you know you said that about Mario and there's a reason why the Switch is really like popular with developers right now, which is that it's really cheap to develop for because it doesn't have to be up to the specs of home consoles. Mm-hmm. But people love the Switch because they can take it on the go and it's selling like crazy. And I think that that's something serious to consider for uh, Disney as far as like leasing this uh, the Star Wars property to developers. Like they could be making so many Pokemon like, games, mini side games, never like drop that. in price, yeah. right? It's because they're really cheap to make and everyone loves them. Make a cheap Star Wars game mm-hmm. for the Switch. Make it some kind of like RPG that people can make it like an old school top down Star Wars RPG that takes makes like twenty dollars to make some like Paper Yoda. Paper Yoda. <laughs> My there you God. Go. Can Sell I tell it. you something? If Paper Yoda came out, I'd buy <laughs> right? nine copies of it. Right? right? Now. Yeah. I would go into into serious debt. Yeah. Buying Paper Yoda. I would too. Yeah. I'd buy a Switch for Paper, Paper Yoda. <laughs> Absolutely. I really would. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, we're done with the show. Are we? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no. we did record for a long time. Yeah. What else hour. is there? There's books and what about books right now? How are we feeling? I'm excited for the new ones we've talked about that were announced. Uh, I haven't read a book. What? Tomorrow, Throne Alliances comes out. Oh, oh does it? You guys realize that? 20 no. seconds? Not interested. I, I'll get it. I might. I, I guess we're going to have to do one. an episode about that one, huh? I haven't actually read a lot of the new canon stuff, which is my bad. I really want to go back and I'm read. I'm a bad person. I heard Aftermath. trepidation on your part earlier, Jasmine, on new canon stuff for new books. What's, what gives? I don't know what it is. I've, I'm trying with the new canon stuff, and it's just because maybe there's not familiar characters or they're not based on the new characters that I like so much True, that they're just hard for me to get into. Like, I read the Ahsoka book because I love Ahsoka, and it was great, and I got through it. Leia was young adult, so I haven't quite been able to get into that one much, but, like, all the other stuff, I just, I what don't have know. You, what have you read? Ahsoka. Okay. <laughs> what, have tried, what have you Dark tried Disciple. to read? Um, I've tried to Leia. read Aftermath. Okay. It's I've barely gotten into it. It's good. Um, which I've heard. Give it a chance. You'll, you'll pull I'm barely a, you'll starting pull your head down power through. You'll pull a Jake. What's some of the other new stuff? Bloodline. I tried. New, I have tried good. to read Bloodlines. Oh, I love Bloodlines. I cannot get past the first couple chapters for oh, some man. reason. But you Bloodlines must though, because so it does get really good. Which that kind of contradicts what I just said, because that's all about Leia and stuff. Yeah, yeah. you would but like Bloodline if you if you made yourself get past it. Um, how about the uh, Lost Stars? Have you tried that one? Lost Stars is just so freaking long. It's really long. <laughs> I it's got really long. through, I'm going to say, 75% of that. Yeah. And I just lost steam after yeah. a while. I understand. But it was good. I didn't enjoy it as much as I read it. Inferno Squad. Have you tried to read Inferno that? Inferno Squad's pretty good. Okay. Easy I, I, to read, I mean, too. Here's the thing. I own all of these. Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just haven't read them. <laughs> See, you weren't, you know, you weren't really part of a podcast when we were so into those books. Yeah. I know. We yeah. were like on our big book kick. You weren't really like you weren't on the show yet. So you missed yeah. the wave. I um, do want to read Inferno Squad though. I did, Inferno that Squad one was, is good. I heard that one was Quick, real good. Quick, good read. Yeah. Yes. Entertaining. 
speaking of long books, I hey was guys. I was I was trying to find an old. I wanted to read some legends, and I was just going through my old legends books to see what to reread. I picked up I Jedi, which is all about Corrin oh, Horn. That's yeah. not a good book. That book is five hundred and fifty some pages. All those books are long. I looked at that and I'm like, oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pick something else. Five hundred some long pages. Book? Star Ooh. by Star by Troy Denning. Is that a long one? That's a freaking long one. I have one, a but... Isaac was an idiot child story. I was kind of the same way growing up where I would go to the library, try to find a Star Wars novel, and I would like try to find the thinnest one. Yeah. Star by Star yeah. is so thick, yeah. I use it as a computer monitor stand. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I have done the same exact thing. I'm like, I want to read a Legends book. And then I look, I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't have that much I, time to invest. Look, I could read The Count of Monte Cristo in that amount of time. That's so long. <laughs> Yeah, so I ended up reading a book that's only like 450 pages. <laughs> so I'm reading Plagueis right now, which like at least the e-reader is like well over a thousand pages. Ooh, so it's Ooh. a it's a doozy. That's another, I think that's the reason why I haven't read Plagueis is because it's a it's a big time investment. It's but a I've slog. Heard nothing but good things. Oh yeah, just imagine you're reading two books. It makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to read it already. <laughs> Jake, what do you think about the new Canon Ray? Of the, of the Ray, Del Ray. News. I, the Ray. You know what's... I have liked a lot of new canon, and part of it is because doing this podcast, I feel like I was on the ground floor of it and was like, oh, okay. By the time we started this podcast, only the, the newest movie was Rogue One, which really like just come out, and there was like five books to read, and so it was easy to get <laughs> yeah, caught up. It wasn't a ton. And... I've read most of, weirdly enough, as someone who is among the hardcore Star Wars fans, pretty casual, <laughs> I've read most of the new books. And uh, I like a lot of it. I think that I would echo what Jasmine said earlier and say that I feel that there's just, as you are reading it, you can feel the restraints. Yeah. Usually, as a creative person, restrictions are good, but... Not so much when you can tell it's a corporate mandated restriction. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when a when a good when comedy they say you is, can't mention Luke Skywalker yeah. in this book. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you can't okay. have Ray in this book. Like, yeah. Like that's weird. You know, like a good example is when a sitcom is stuck on a network and it has to find clever ways to make edgy jokes that are instead of just being able to be on HBO and just say crass things. That's good restrictions. With, with bad restrictions is Hey, I know this is right after Return of the Jedi, but Luke Skywalker can't say anything or be mentioned <laughs> other than like one sentence. You can say he's sentence. with Ben somewhere. You can say that he's somewhere, but you can't say where, and you yeah. can't. You know what I mean? That you're feeling the gap there, and I will say after Episode Eight, leading up to Episode Eight, the content was not as good. Like what was there? There was Kento Bite. <laughs> there was Phasma, which Phasma was. I like the attempt. I thought the prose was bad. Parts of Phasma was Parts of Phasma. really good. Like the story. I have good memories of Phasma, I'll say that. I, I, I remember it Phasma. pretty thoroughly, and I, I love Cardinal and Vi. Yeah. I, I want to see them again. Mm-hmm. I thought the main story was just oh, okay. beating me over the head with a slog of a time. And slog works of a time. Slog works of a time. Canto Bite was... Legitimately, legitimately unacceptably bad. bad. I can't yeah. believe it was published. Yeah, and it was a bad book. 
other than that, and, and then like Last Shot came out, which I liked Last Shot. I forgot I, about Last Shot. Yeah, Isaac really didn't like it. I didn't and, like it. I liked it though. And the section that you guys read to me was kind of awesome, so yeah. I, I didn't yeah. check that one out. So I've been a little bit tuned out. I have Rebel Rising and Guardians of the Wills on my bookshelf have been staring at me for a long time that I like have and haven't read yet. I and, have and Christina been bought me Ahsoka read, um, recently. I need to read Ahsoka's Ahsoka. Good. Ahsoka's yeah. good. I've been trying to read the Canaan and um Oh New Dawn. New Dawn. New New Dawn. Dawn. I've been trying to read that one because I heard that one. I heard that one was really good. Yeah, it's fun. But like, only, I still can't get into it. I don't the know. The only why. book I have not finished in New Canon, I think, is The Legends of Luke Skywalker. I read that whole I, one and it was it's a slog and I, it's I tough. couldn't finish it. Not it, it's it's one of those books pretty where, packaging. Yeah, 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 honestly, yeah. that's the best part about Buy it. It's put kind it of a bookshelf. Bummer. Don't read it. I really <laughs> wanted to like it because the yeah. the premise I really like. Like yeah. that's a cool. It's premise. a cool premise. It's one sure. of those like I feel like New Canon does this a lot. Maybe I'm making this up, but it seems like they'll sell you like, hey, here's like the character, but not in the way you thought. I feel like Legend of Luke Skywalker was a lot of characters who weren't weren't luke skywalker yeah a yeah. lot of talk of like who luke skywalker was yeah and when you actually got to like the story in the stories enough. yeah he was just a character in like because the story. they couldn't talk mm. about him yeah i think that mm. there is an overemphasis on what's the cool wikipedia uh style lore that we can add to the Star Wars saga as opposed to what's a really great story. And as much as I, I felt like Phasma was the execution felt very clearly rushed. Like I, I could tell that there was a really good book in there, but the author wasn't given enough time to really polish it. Uh, the story was really memorable. And I, I still think about it sometimes. Like I think about that story when I see Phasma on the screen now and yeah. the lesser Star Wars books feel like, Hey, we have to put it a book to associate with this movie. Whip up d- diarrhea out something, and we'll put it on a page, and people will buy money. I think partly but, well, they'll buy money. People will go buy money. I think <laughs> partly why I also couldn't get into Legends of Luke Skywalker is because I tried to read it right after I read from a certain point of view. Mm. And, that is tough. And I think I was like, it was first of all, I loved certain point of view. Mm. My maybe my favorite book in new canon, but also going from a book of short stories, kind of unrelated to one another in a way mm-hmm. to a book of short stories kind of unrelated. Like I, I think it was a bad time to try and read that book. I might go back and give it a chance, but Isaac, Isaac didn't give it a ringing endorsement. So yeah. maybe I won't. I think we're just kind of in like a weird time for new star Wars content. Cause like when yeah. we had the original trilogy, they were just like, go do whatever, make whatever, create whatever afterwards prequels come out it's like all right we know where this is going so you can kind of you know add in stuff and now we're at the point where we don't know what's going to happen so they have to be a little bit more secretive yeah with what they can throw in and it's kind of frustrating yeah it's a really interesting problem that they have because the issue with old canon was that there was not enough curation of it you know our podcast is delicately curated (laughs) we should know yeah we say it at least twice a week. Loud and proud. Sure we do. Say it loud, say it proud. The wars. <laughs> I, um, so clearly their, their goal with this new shakeup was, hey, we have an opportunity to really, <laughs> like the podcast grandma I've talked, delicately curate our books and make sure that they're the all franchise. consistent quality and make sure that they are all tied into a main canon that the filmmakers are at least under some obligation to pay attention to. Um, Unlike Lucas, who was just like, whatever. But that's 
also you there's not a great way to do it because this feels too restrictive if you let everybody just do whatever they want people will realize that there's such a big gap in quality that the stories quote unquote don't matter and then no one will really read them so I don't know what the proper balance to strike is. I will say though, like, Riley has an idea, oh, but we, he raised his hand, so we don't call on him. Isaac, you didn't raise your hand. <laughs> it's fine. I want to go full Isaac for a second. Sure. Oh. They Sports? tell you never. They tell you never go full Isaac. Sure they do. <laughs> I think part of the problem is Disney's insistence, and really, it's not all Disney's fault. It's modern culture's fault, society's fault. Wow. For wanting thing for for worrying about spoilers for worrying about keeping things secret, for worrying about the mystery box. You can't show them too much in the trailers because when the prequels were coming out, we got books about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and what they did before The Phantom Menace. And it did not matter what was in those books because if it if it affected in the... It, it, it just wouldn't affect the movie in any way. They didn't care. This was the era where they put Qui-Gon's funeral on the soundtrack that yeah. came out before the movie came out. Lucas just didn't really care that much if people knew that Qui-Gon was going to die before they saw the movie. Yeah. And I think that's a better way to approach it because then you could have these stories with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and not worry about, oh, that's going to ruin this one moment in the movie that we really want people to be surprised at. Yeah. Whereas now they're like, we can't tell people about Luke Skywalker before The Last Jedi comes out because we need them to be surprised when he throws the lightsaber over his shoulder, which there's there's benefits to that. Because I was surprised when Luke threw the lightsaber over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. That was a shocking moment. But it also kind of it restricts everything else so much that I'm not sure which one I like more. And I'm leaning towards I like the old way more. Yeah. For all yeah. this talk about this, though, I got to say, I was looking at the list of like the all the new canon books that I've read so far. And... I've like of all, like the the adult novels. I've read all but like a few of them, and I've like read the the big young adult ones, except for Ahsoka, I think. And I gotta say, like for all this talk, I there are truly for me personally like two clunkers in the entire thing. Yeah, that's like, true. For me, yeah. Canto Bite and Last Shot, just like to me, were poop stains. But everything else <laughs> ranged from like fine to awesome. And I mean. I think for all those books, like, this is a pretty big list, and, like, for me to enjoy all of these, that's still saying something. I yeah. just think, like, the fact that I enjoy all of this, and you can see how they could be even better if they were allowed to, like, take off the handcuffs just a little bit, because you really can feel like they are really writing inside of a box. It, I hate writing in a box. I, have, do you think, though, that the post-Episode nine world... Will allow for an expanded universe That's what I'm like the old one. For. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I think wow. that because they have any filmmaker who's you know worth their salt interested in making a Star Wars movie. I think we know there's going to be a new saga with Ryan Johnson, which is going to be its own trilogy with its own continuity and everything. I still think that there will be a hesitation. Like, well, if we do this story in this format, it can't be a movie because we've already done it. And we want to leave room for filmmakers. I think leaving room for the filmmakers is the... This is all our, you know, perception that might be what, not right. But what, that's what I hope me. happens after 9 is not necessarily they they start a, a huge story arc that only takes place in books like The New Jedi Order or something like that. I hope, though, that after episode 9 comes out, we get a book set seven years after Return of the Jedi 
and it's Luke Skywalker oh, doing something. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, so I hope they mm-hmm. open it up in those ways. I don't need like huge branching storylines of like you know fifteen books in a series. I, I want to know what we miss. I want to know. I I want them to open some stuff up. Especially with Snoke and Luke, like those are yeah. the two big things. The big thing I, I I think about though is that I think when we're talking about books, I wonder if any of these cool things will ever actually be in the books because after Return of the from Return of the Jedi up until like the sale of Lucasfilm, the books were how we expanded the universe for the most part. But beyond the prequels, you want to know what happens after Return of the Jedi, you had to find out in the books. And no matter how good of an idea you had, it was going to be still restricted like books and comic books and everything except the big screen. But now I think if there is a good enough idea, like a, if there's a million dollar idea someone brings to Lucasfilm... It's going to be a movie. It's going to be a movie. Yeah. And so that's always going to be the top dog. And I think the books... like we're, The expanded universe model is for all intents and purposes dead because the books are simply there to support what the what's in the movies it's there i think the books now are just there for context i want to don't call them a wikipedia article they're there to expand the the universe yeah if you will (laughs) i see that that's kind of what i was trying to say like that if somebody has a really great idea they're going to turn it into a movie because they can but i i don't know that we're going to be able to have an era like the old canon did where there is an entire generation of Skywalkers <laughs> that purely exist in books. Like, I yeah. don't think that we're going to see the descendants of Rey that only no, exist in books, but the not. general audience well, has never known about. Already we're yeah. at the point where they're like, like, Rey Sloan, like, get her on screen. And like, all these like cool characters in the books, yeah. The it's always the next logical step is, oh, this is good, so now it has to be on screen because, like, that's their your validation is being in a movie. You've graduated character. from book to television show to film, yeah. yeah. As if they're like actors, like going up the yeah, like corporate if, ladder. If, if Hera is truly a character worth her medal, then she'll, she'll be, be in, in a movie, movie. <laughs> yeah. What if Hera shows up in episode nine? Well, obviously, it'll be the greatest moment yeah. in history. <laughs> really Speaking she, of all, yeah, I love hair so much. She's not an Avenida, so she won't. That's there it is. <laughs> That's true. Kathleen Good Kennedy point. doesn't have the hots for well, any non avenida Just ask Jasmine's dad. She's going to be fired by then, so it won't matter. Oh, yeah. That's what my father believes. Kathleen Kennedy and Ruin Johnson. Do we Johnson. want to talk about Kathleen Kennedy a year later? She <laughs> is still doing, doing fine She's and good great. and dandy, and everyone can shut up. I find her to be wonderfully like enigmatic. Like She doesn't... She has herself. no presence. Yep, she doesn't put yeah. herself out there Anywhere. at all other than like Shoshoba Celebration. Yeah. Say nice things about whatever the filmmaker is and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, bye. And I can't blame her at all. Boy, yeah. that's the exact right approach. I don't to understand. Ryan Johnson said a really interesting thing I read on Twitter today or yesterday. He said, every time I, I meet someone or I talk to someone or I talk to someone about going on Twitter or something yeah. like that, they always apologize and like think about how rough it must be every time I get on Twitter. He's like, but what they don't realize is it's such a small group. He's like, it was really easy to mute all those people. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, it didn't take much to mute them. So when I go on Twitter, he's like, Twitter's bad, but like, it's not bad because of those people. So I thought that was very interesting. These people who think that they're such a huge group constantly. everything my father just said today. (laughs) That's what what they all think Mm -hmm. is like, is that there's this huge group constantly yelling at Ryan Johnson. But like, but yeah, but like Ryan Johnson's just like, five people. I kind of muted them all in a day and it was, it was over. I would talk about comic books, but I feel like I was the only one to read comic books and I don't anymore. Talk about comic books. Oh, well, I if you don't still read them, then maybe yeah. we should well, talk about them. Well, the thing is, they're kind of in the same boat as the books as to where they can only go so far. And I kind of got out of them because 
every single miniseries, and for that matter, like the mainline Star Wars comic and all the other mainlines kind of followed the same beat, where every arc and every miniseries was you would get three or four really cool tidbits about a character, and other than that, it was them fighting this, like, this monster iron, yeah iron maiden music video monster yeah <laughs> and that, that was my was, it sounds kind of good and i was like okay it's good for one yeah and then it's true. literally yeah. like anakin and obi-wan and phasma and it's just over and over and like over. that's one cool tidbit yeah so if you can, they fight a boss you really can distill like that's that's always like one thing people like to throw in your face of like man you're, if you're only in it for the wikipedia entries I'm calling out Bobby Roberts right now. Yeah. Then, <laughs> thank you. But uh, that's the to me the comics can truly just be you can read the good t- tidbits on Wikipedia and just imagine your yeah. head like I'm going to create a big monster in my head that the main character has to fight and ultimately defeat because they're in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like the comics are only worth it at this point if you're like me and like are an art. artist and yeah. are into art. And there and is stuff. good art in those comics. Yeah, there's yeah. some really good stuff. But. I was following the Poe Dameron one for a while because it was legitimately fun and it was like yeah. kind of like old timey 40s superhero. I think yeah. I bought vibe. a Poe Dameron. I read some Poe Dameron. Yeah. yeah. And it's maybe I'll get, I, I keep saying like I'll get Marvel Unlimited, Unlimited again for a month and just catch up on what I can. But yeah, that's what I do. I keep doing it next week. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, it's been it's been real, it's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. That was pretty good. That's so, yeah. pretty. <laughs> I guess pretty I'd... okay with Disney. That's what I think I got. Yeah, I this. think they're doing good. Final thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. If you're mad, then take medicine or something. I think if you're Disney's, mad, you're bad. I think yep. Disney's really good, and the only thing I think they messed up very badly is is dissolving LucasArts. Yeah. I think that's the only huge misstep they've made this whole time. Way to not go, Disney. Way to not go for that. But hey, I like The Last Jedi, so make another one of those. <laughs> I'm going to say we didn't even talk about The Last Jedi because that was uh, our we last state of Star Wars. It. We've talked about it for like nine episodes. Yeah, I disagree. Do you disagree with <laughs> Every time it? I want to talk about it, I scroll through our history and I'm like, we did a I've lot of a, Last Jedi I've got episodes. a freshly dead horse in my backyard and I'm ready to take a baseball bat to it. <laughs> A space horse that you could milk. <laughs> okay. Wow. I was trying to think of the animals on Canto Bite and I couldn't do it. Nobody knows. Favier. Favier. Classy. Favier. Del Favier. Favier. Oh, I like that character. Do it again. Favier. I say Favier. Let's record an RPG. Oh, gosh. Or an office episode. So. so uh, it's good. Who hosted? Did you? It? I, I technically hosted. Do you, you, you want the hosting duties back for the outro? Let's, I'll give them to you. Let's share it. Oh. Well, we tried it once before. We can try it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. This has been delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Hello. Jasmine, and Isaac. Isaac.
weird right now. Yeah, what's I'm going on with weird you? right now. Yeah? Know. What was in that on. little mug you had? What's in the, that mug I have? What's in the mug, baby? What's in the mug? Baby. Merchandise. You said anyway. merchandise. So, how to basic. Zeke, don't you love those videos? I do love those videos. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Citizens all the time. Zeke and Jake how would... How to basic is hilarious. Zeke and Jake would never get along. Nope. I don't know. Nice. We've gotten along so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like best buds. <laughs> Won't you make out? <laughs> we wouldn't. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Can we record it? It's on bike. Yes. I want to record it. Do it. Let's do it then. Should we just do it? Yeah. Do it. I don't think we can. I don't do think it. we can tick. Tick. I don't think we can talk Isaac into it. Why? Why not? I just feel like it's not up his alley. Isaac, are you listening to these bloopers in this episode right Isaac, now? Isaac, um, can you hear us? Isaac, can I you really hear want me? to play an RPG. Isaac's pooping right now. <laughs> I want to know what it's like for him when he poops. <laughs> you should have gone in there with him. He doesn't like to be alone <laughs> when he dookoos. <laughs> he doesn't like to do go alone. You could set this on Kanto bike where you're the kids from. Kanto bike. I don't want to give it a Star Wars spin. No, I just want to yeah. do like. Really I said Kanto bike and it was funny. So. Kanto bike. That's, that is good. Thank you. That is funny. That's so funny. It's helping. <laughs> I always like it when people laugh at my jokes by just saying that's so funny. That, that is, makes me feel confident. Makes me feel great. <laughs> that's so funny, that's Jake. That's really funny. Do you, what are our chances of successfully just improvising a Tales from Maz's castle? I don't know. You're the GM, buddy. I'm not GMing ever again. Really? Never again? <laughs> Unless it's kids on bikes. Yeah, but are we going to play RPG? I don't know. I'm never, never. GMing that again either. Wow. Harsh reality. <laughs> I really want to do an episode where we talk about what a Star Wars character would buy at Walmart. <laughs> this sounds like a good opening segment. But I want it to be the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you do. I, it sounds exhausting. I, I would like to do it. <laughs> but I do wonder how long we could keep the big going. Oh. Let's start it and see what we can do. What are we doing here? Like, what do you mean? Like, I want us to be a little. I want us to be a little awkward, and I want us to kind of like apologize for talking over each other. And we could just call it normal Star Wars podcast, and that would be the title. I would. That's my dream. Hate to do that to listeners of the show, though. I. I need to do that to me. I want to do it. I'll edit it. I want to too, but I want it to be just for us because I don't want to make people listen to it. I really want to do it. Sounds unbearable. I don't like to how to. not into trying cool new things we are. <laughs> it's not cool new things. It's the same thing we've done like a million times. But I want us to just really commit to it. <laughs> oh, gosh.